Coach, it was a struggle from the start. That second half, though, got out of control. Can you pinpoint what took place and what the problem was? Yeah, no, we, we got our butts whipped. That was not even close. We just beat ourselves. Well, I had a lot of mistakes on my behalf. Sucks. Losing sucks, and uh, we gotta we gotta get well, over that. You know I mean, it's frustrating when you know it. You know, watching film that you're the better team, and you don't come out with the win. Oh, I hate losing. I really do. We had a chance, and uh, we gotta learn from it, and make an adjustment, look at the film, and uh, get better. And it stings. Um, but trying to tell the guys in there, you know, this is this is life. It can't define you. I've never known a man worth the salt who, deep down in his heart, didn't appreciate the grind, the discipline, the win. The EWP helping young people in their quest for self-mastery, sharing stories from the battlefront in the war against Satan and pornography. Boom. 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 Yes. We're back. We're back. Once again. To lay a sode. A, a bro A bro sode. I was so excited to say that. I don't know why. Oh, I just man. thought it'd be so fun. When you get those strokes of creative wizardry, <laughs> my word. Is it as cool as I thought it was, like, at first? No. No. It's even better. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yep. Welcome back, y'all. It's good to have you. We're excited yep. about today's episode. It's going to be great. And, and before we get to that, we do want to talk a little bit about our conversation last week with Mark and Cody. I mean, it, it had been a while since... I mean, when we... We, we love every episode that we get to record, and, and all of our guests are wonderful, and, and you guys get something out of it, but I needed what we were talking about with Mark last week. Same. Yeah, and I, it's interesting. I feel like that happens It happens more often than not, that yeah. the guests that we bring on just bring something so dope and unique, and Mark's energy and his insight. Like, guys, if you're thinking... Man, I've always wondered what is my passion project and how do I develop it and where do I go with that? You got to listen to that so yeah. you have to. Yeah, and and we've actually just launched uh, the the class series that he was talking about about finding passion and um at, actually at the time of this recording we haven't quite started those but just talking to him and like learning about the content and the things that are being shared I I highly recommend you getting involved with that type of learning if a you're a general and you have been for a while and you're or if let's say that you're a general and you're trying to find a way to maintain your general status and you're kind of worried about it like you haven't been able to find a good uh, passion project do that and so those type one type of people type two type of people and i think this probably more the the majority of our listeners are those who have 
been involved in recovery for a while and just for whatever reason you can't find you you can't find your secret sauce you can't buck your addiction you can't turn the corner that you need to and i promise you that really tapping into your divine potential through a through a passion project like this that's what's going to do it that's what'll do it so if you are just consistently frustrated with your recovery efforts give this a try go to lifechangingservices.org um find the link there and and we'll we'll list it in the description as well about um learning to to find a, or getting in touch with with mark in those classes yep sign up be awesome sign up wes and i will be there we'll be there baby i'm gonna be there i want to be there I, i'm so excited <laughs> They're gonna be great. so come to the class all right with that being said with that being said here's a little something something mm. from our man cody hawes Hello, Eternal Warrior Podcast fans. Cody Haas here. So grateful for spending Wes being mentors to so many. If you're listening to this, you may be going through some unexpected pain. I have spent a couple of decades helping people overcome such hardship and would love to be of service to you. From a 10-minute free chat to a full assessment, you can call 385-519-6089 to set that up. That's 385-519-6089. Whatever it is, you're amazing and, of course, you got this. All right. If you guys didn't hear, 877-HERO, H-E-R-O, 877. Call that number to get an initial assessment if you feel like you need a little bit of extra help or need to get started on your recovery. And if you have any thoughts that you guys want to share with, with Spence and me or with any of our guests, we've actually been able to connect a couple of listeners. Um, like recently, we had a listener, uh, a woman listener, uh, write to us regarding the episode that we did with Janae uh, back in season two, I believe it was. Yeah. And they were able to get connected and, and have those conversations. So, heck, you probably don't want to talk to me. You, you Well, you definitely don't want to talk to me. You probably want to talk to Spence. No, no. But if you want to talk to any of our guests, go ahead and reach out to us and we'll see if we can get you connected. Heck yeah. Podcast at lifechangingservices.org. Hit us up. And you're going to want to talk to our guests today mm. because they are dope. The dopest, the diggity dopest of all. And they're bros. They are. <laughs> One voice might sound familiar because we have had Ethan with his dad, David, on the show before. And um, God, we Welcome love back. Ethan. We love Dave. We're so excited to have him back. When we had Ethan on the pod previously, his brother Jacob, who is also here in the studio, was serving the Lord in Guatemala. Jacob, Ethan, welcome to the EWP. What's crackalacking, everybody? (laughs) Hello, uh, Golden Dayan. Yes, yes. yes. He, uh, for all of you that aren't fluent in Icelandic, that was a meant hello. I think that was what's (laughs) crackalacking in Icelandic. Yeah, that is exactly how you say what's crackalacking in Icelandic. We have to ask Hector, our Icelandic interpreter. Interpreter. What, what's what, a, was, what was our Spanish tra- oh, yeah. interpreter's name? I think it was. Was it Hector? Was it Hector? I can't remember. He's he's multilingual, though. He's very <laughs> talented. But um, Ethan, actually, the roles have reversed. Jacob has recently returned from his mission in Guatemala, and Ethan is now awaiting his mission to tell him, I mean... Where would you be going if you're speaking Icelandic, Hector? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Denmark, perhaps? Well, De- 
Denmark is my mission. Actually. Fresno. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you never so, know, right? It could be Fresno, Icelandic yeah. speaking. Yeah. Ames, Iowa. <laughs> Ames. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to the Denmark mission, Icelandic speaking, which means Iceland, not Denmark. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that at first, but I learned. Oh yeah, Iceland, not not Denmark. But yeah, I'm going to Iceland, the greatest country out there. Yes. Um, the perfect country, just super chill people. Uh, I think I that's that's what I have in my like mental image of Iceland is just everybody's super mellow. I mean, oh, safest yeah. country in the world. Never been in a full scale war, so really mm, pretty neat. Whoa, safest as well. Do you know from like a from like a crime standpoint? Like, is is it like a very safe? I believe so. Um, well, I know they let yeah. helicopter operators work under the influence of alcohol after they've been drinking bootfuls of beer. Is that real? And that's that that's seen, in Greenland as well. Yeah. Oh shoot! Dang it! Is no, that Greenland? Wrongland. <laughs> Wrongland. It's Greenland, right? Wait, is I it? I think it's both of them. Dang it! It's Wait. a Walter Mitty reference. Oh. Ah, and I blew it. <laughs> dang it! There could be some karaoke involved in that. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I see no, where I've, you're coming from. It's a longboarding. Uh, yeah, but I think that was in Greenland. Dang it. It's okay. <clears throat> Dang it. Sorry, Ethan. No, it worked. It still worked. I thought it was great. <laughs> Dude, that's so exciting, though. So exciting. And still in the home MTC world. Yep. Home MTC. Uh, we'll see where it goes, because like, I already told you guys, but no, no reassignment yet and no travel plans, but... Um, it really seems like I'll be able to make it to Iceland, which is super cool because, like, I already love it so much. It's just so many cool things about Iceland. Dude. I dig. You know what I love about Iceland? And I think it's Iceland. It could be Greenland, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not. It's their um, their men's soccer team culture. Oh. Like the, the skull chant, right? Like, it's super cool. And they were, mm. they were good in the <laughs> World Cup. Yeah. I don't remember. It's like the Viking yeah. chant. It's uh-huh. super dope, right? Do you, is that the right yeah, one? Yeah, that's the one. I'm pretty sure it's Iceland. I hope it's Iceland. <laughs> it's probably Ames, <laughs> Iowa, is where that one goes from. <laughs> Home of the Cyclone. That's cool. And uh, so so you're looking to, to take off probably in about two weeks from when we're recording here. Yep. That's awesome. 16 days. Okay. And then, Jacob, how long have you been back? Yeah, so I've actually been back for about 11 months came back for for covid i did get to serve almost my home mission about 21 oh, months really i didn't yeah. know that you'd th- there was a covid coming. unfortunately the covid's reached guatemala dang slightly yeah so so yeah we all came home yeah last week of march last mm-hmm. year so i've been home for about 11 months now Dang, dude, wow. was that was that crazy? I bet that was nuts. You're just like out on your mission, COVID's happening, and the whole mission was sent home. Like just like, yep, everyone, see you later, kind of thing. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure this is how it was in a lot of places, but at least in my mission, it was like everyone's just going back to your home countries, you know. But it was a question of like getting everyone out, you know. So like. In my mission, all the Americans and the Mexicans went out a lot earlier than like people from like Colombia or El Salvador. They, I heard that they had to stay for like several more weeks. So it was yeah. definitely, it was definitely a tricky, tricky situation. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. That's just like a uh, yeah. COVID's been 
crazy for all of us, but in like a mission, I just like, I, like, I, I think back to my mission, I'm like, yeah. no, I would have made it. Yeah. I would have been claimed by the Rona. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's so good to have you though, dude. Thanks for joining as well. Mm-hmm. This is like the coolest to have. That's hence the bro. So I think now you guys are all you mm-hmm. are understanding. We didn't bring on like, um, tech sales bros or, or door-to-door sales bros or gym bros or gym bros well these guys do have great strength they do so they could be a little bit of a little bit of gym bro these guys hit the iron church you can tell (laughs) you can tell no but they're actually bros in the real life in the world 100% came from the same mother and father they are biological brethren correct yeah as far as we're concerned we're still looking into the matter but (laughs) I mean that's what they tell us as far as you know yeah so I I'm curious to know what, what we really want to talk to, to you guys today about is the unique experience of going through the same addiction in the same house, right? And what's that, what that's like and what was your experience like? And, and Ethan, in our, in our past episode where we had you and your dad on to talk about your experience, we heard a little bit about kind of your origin story and how you started an experience with pornography and masturbation. And Jacob, we want to ask you kind of about your you know, how did you get involved in, in the addiction? What happened there? Right, yeah. So, I mean, like a lot of um, people that I've talked to with the addiction, I mean, like, it's been it's been present in my life, you know, for a really long time. I, I, I've been thinking a, a lot recently about, like, when my first exposure was, and I think it was around the age of 12, mm-hmm. that... Um, um, just out of curiosity and things happening in my body, you know? Totally. We all know mm-hmm. how it happens, but, uh, you know, those feelings just kind of came over me and I didn't really stop them, you know? So I started getting well, into it. Well, they feel it. good, right? Like that's kind of part of the deal. Totally. And if we're not prepared to handle those, those feelings when they come our way, we can certainly be, you know left to our own devices, especially at the tender age of 12. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, Keep for going. sure. I, I agree. But yeah, um, and for the next few years, it was kind of off and on, you know, like with access to it, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I, I remember my I, I had an, an iPod at the time and my parents at one point were like, yeah, we're just going to like take the internet off your phone. We don't really see a, a need for it, you know, and I was like, dang it. That's my good stuff, you know, <laughs> as a 13-year-old. But then, I mean, that ended up being really good for me. And it, at that point, I was still, like, just experimenting. And so it led to, like, maybe a year, year and a half of not really being into it at all. But uh, once that uh, access came back, you know, I same things happened, you know. And um, luckily... Um, when I was about 16, I was able to confide in my bishop, great man. Um, he's a total rock star, by the way. <laughs> he is. Shouts out. Yes, Bishop Porter. He's the man. Dude. So the Bishop man. Porter saved my life that day. I was, I was in an interview with him, uh, actually to be advanced to the office of priest. And, I mean, there had been several interviews, several opportunities before that I had just, you know... Um, I was like, man, I, I'm lying. I know I'm lying through this, you know, but, and it was, and it felt terrible, you know, and I didn't go into that interview with the intention of, um, talking to him about that and confessing, but 
the spirit came over me and I and I was able to to talk to him about it which is, was the first time I had ever talked to anyone about it he encouraged me to go home that night and talk to my parents so we had that fun conversation oh man <laughs> it was um it was great which at the time I I don't know if at the time Ethan had been talking to them but um I might have yeah no it was too long ago. <laughs> At this point, Ethan and I hadn't really made the connection yet. But, but yeah, that's how I uh, got back um, or started my path of recovery, you know, mm-hmm. through that bishop. My parents have been incredible help. They're my heroes, man. They're amazing. Such good people. Your, your parents are my heroes, too. <laughs> yeah. I freaking love your parents. <laughs> they are awesome, <laughs> awesome people. So, so you're 15 and some change at the time. Or six, Yeah, or, turning or 16. just about 16. Right, yeah. Okay. And and Ethan, you would have been you, what? 14, 14, 14, 13, somewhere. Around. Okay. Wow, you guys are kind of like me and my little brother. Hmm. That's cool. So, all right. And you, had, I'm trying to remember your story because you'd already you'd already talked to your parents before. Is that right? You already it talked. Who been. came clean first? <laughs> yeah, that's who. Yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it comes I, to I like who's the who's the more powerful brother, you know, with who has the most strength? Like <laughs> who, strength. who confessed first? You know, like that's <laughs> that's what we want to get out of this. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to build a time. Extremely competitive. We are. We are. You know, we just the general nature about us. We just can't. <laughs> can't stop fighting you know we're just like it's because we lived in the same basement for like a a a long time (laughs) yeah yes good chunk of time yeah so when when did it when did you guys learn oh my gosh my brother is having the same challenge that i am um the way i remember it i was uh i i don't remember exactly the circumstances surrounding like the first time we talked about it um i do remember i mean it was when i wasn't really that far into recovery where of course i told my parents i was talking to my bishop about i i was trying to fight it but i didn't really have tools or anything to fight it i thought the only way to like fight it was um you know just try not to do it and eventually it'll work but um i just remembered it i must have been having a tough time or something because i was talking to my dad and that night, my brother came down and he like was like, "Yo, Ethan, let's let's talk, let's have a chat." And he said that um, our dad had encouraged him to to share this with me. Um, and of course, my dad my dad knew that both of us were in this, but I I had no idea. Um, hmm. It probably would have been like a year or two later than that. Um, probably a little bit before Jacob left on his mission. But I, I just remember that he came and he was like, I, I feel like I should share this with you. Um, and so, something, one thing that I thought was cool about it was that my dad didn't say like, oh, Ethan has this problem too. You should share that with him. But he kind of gave me the opportunity. So like, well, that that's what I'm assuming. Um, when, because when Jacob came and he confided in, in me and talked about that and he told me a little bit of what that was like and preparing for the mission, he um, 
yeah, I he gave me the opportunity to share that with him too. And that was really important for me because that was the first time that I had really known that somebody else had this addiction. Like, um, I mean, where I am now, after being in Sons of Failment and talking to other friends about it, um, I've known uh, many more people who have struggled with this, and I see how widespread it is. But at that time, I didn't know. And you're just ha- alone, right? Yeah. You're the only one. You're the only boy in the world yeah. that, you know, explored masturbation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're you're a sicky, Ethan. You're the, you're only, the only one. Because that's really that's how you feel, right? Like yeah. that's like legit. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the only one. Everyone uh, else is doing really good with this. Dude, and, and then to just see like your older brother, probably someone you looked up to. Let's hope at the time. Uh, okay, someone who was <laughs> older than you. <laughs> but no, like if if you're like me with with my older brothers, they're they're definitely role models to me. But to have him come down in that humility to say, Hey man, like this is, this is me and this is what I'm going through. And if you ever need to talk about this, please know you can turn to me that. Hmm. So cool. What was that like from your side, Jacob? Yeah. Um, I mean, getting ready for the mission. Is that, that was the time frame? Yeah. So I had been talking to my parents and my Bishop a lot and I was like, man, I, you know, like my plan is to serve a mission. I want to serve the Lord. And this is my right before my senior year of high school, um, the summer before, and um, my dad. Again, I mean, I'm sure that everyone here will just be convinced that David Peterson is the best dad in the world after this episode, if not before. But he again was just in tune with the spirit, and he said, "You know, Jacob, like, have you considered uh, trying some form of counseling?" You know, and at first I was just like. You know, natural response as a 17 year old, I was just like, oh my gosh, no, I can't do this. Like, no way. I cannot yeah. be weak. I am strong. <laughs> He's and, a strong man. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, I, I can't do that, you know? And then, I mean, as I've grown to know more and more, my dad was, he was in tune with the spirit and, um, and I said, yeah, let's try it. So at that point, I had been going to see a counselor who r- helped me get clean to go on my mission. And I'm very grateful for him. But um, regarding um, talking to Ethan about it, I actually, it's interesting that you mentioned our dad as well, because the way I remember it is actually our mom, Mama Peterson, she, uh, I, I mean, she's amazing woman and she's one of the mothers that uh you know you she knows what's up with her boys you know so i'm the way i remember it is that my mom was having a hard time about something and i and i talked to her i said mom you okay like what's going on and she said just um like ethan's just struggling a little bit i'm just worried for him and then so that was kind of the first first that I I mean I was like holy cow Ethan is struggling with something and I mean Ethan is he's a strong man he's a he's a man of of morals and diligence and he's one of the best people so I I was like holy smokes Ethan's struggling with something so then my dad mentioned to me like yeah you could maybe it might be beneficial to you to both of you to share your story your struggles with him and and so yeah, I I remember that talk. I went down and it was 
it was hard. I mean, I was like, dude, uh, so this <laughs> pornography thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it sucks, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was weird, you know, just uh-huh. 15 and a 17-year-old kid trying to talk about one of Satan's little little tricks, you know, big tricks. You know? Yeah, that, yeah, that's how it. That's how it went for me. I guess, mm. Yeah, yeah. Now that's one thing I love about your your story is how. First of all, how much humility it takes when your dad is saying, "Hey, have you ever considered that?" And to get to that point where you're just like, you know what, I am ready to get help, right? And that takes a lot of humility. It's really hard. And then the next layer is then to go to your brother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that about that story, Jacob. And then I love your parents. Oh my gosh, they're Dude. so cool. And and just even I didn't think I could love them anymore. That's the thing. <laughs> but even just even just their approach, right? Have you considered and and letting it be come like come from you instead of them being like, hey, you should, you need to. Do, da, 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 da. I just feel like and just knowing your dad and knowing your mom, just how good and humble they are. Not like you need to do these things. It's so. What do you think? And and uh, what do you think would be? I don't know. I just love that approach. Yeah, like just the invitation. Yes, because yep. I mean, it just it makes me think of like, how would our <laughs> heavenly parents handle that? They totally could say, I mean, your dad could have said, hey, you know what, Ethan's got the same problem. Let's you and let's get the two of you together and go see a counselor. Boom. Like, let's fix this type thing instead of and, and like, I'm sure there's so much part of him that was just like, I want to do all that I can for my children. But to be so humble and so open to the promptings of the spirit to be able to realize if I do that, they're not going to respond. Like my kids aren't going to be like that. And that's not how I parent, you know, and to help him realize, Hey, you know what? Maybe just invite, invite Jacob to, to be a leader here because, you know, he needs that opportunity, especially now, right before his mission and, and just see what happens. You know, I love that. So cool. And I totally get like being kind of worried about, I, I guess, Bearing those scars in front of Ethan, like Ethan, you got what, like a sixty-five on the ACT or something like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, yes. I, this guy's unbelievable. It was a sixty-five. It was I a sixty-five. Yeah, and just like <laughs> stellar in school, like in school and activities, and just like yeah, and I'm sure Jacob, the same. Let's just not go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I just like I the yeah once again the humility right what was it like for you to hear jacob to to open up and have him uh you know disclose that with you honestly the first thing i can think of was that it was really reassuring to me because seeing my my older brother first knowing that he had gone through this but second knowing that he was like going on a mission and seeing him get to that point where he could leave on a mission, it made me see like, wow, it, it's possible. It's not something that like, I will have to face forever. But like, like I had mentioned, he was the first person, the first other person I knew that had struggled with this. I guess that makes him one of the first people I know to have like started overcoming it. And one, the first thing I think of is that m- some of my thoughts were like seeing him that was one of the moments during my recovery where it was like on the inside, it was like, 
I knew that one day I would be able to um, to win and overcome and make it. Um, I mean, not not talking about recovery as uh, as a goal, but as a journey. Like, I would be able to get to a point where I would be able to overcome this for sustained periods of time. And seeing that example of Jacob was really beneficial in planting those seeds um, in me of belief. Um, you know, because in, or, in order hope, to... Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, because uh, I remember in group with Ben Smith, we were talking about this. He talked about how you have to plant uh, the belief in your subconscious. Your subconscious has to believe it. Um, and that, that was one of those seeds, I think, that really helped me to have that hope that I would be able to do it and to to get to that same point where I was, you know, ready to live on my mission and now now here I am. Okay. Amazing. So cool. So I, I want to take that awesome, incredible experience and put it in a vacuum a little bit. Because like we're 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 mortal. We're people. That wasn't a perfect experience. Like it's awesome that it happened, but I wondered if you guys could give some some maybe advice or feedback to our listeners that are probably trying to piece together, man, how do I talk to my sibling about this? Or how do I talk to my friend or someone that's maybe more of a peer about this? What would you guys do differently? And how would you kind of approach it? Yeah, um, it's a great question. And it is hard to, to think back like to four years yep. ago kind of when like our relationship with that started but I mean especially with like I mean because obviously I, I mean not obviously it's not obvious but since I've been home for my mission I have been like almost immediately since I got home I've been um, struggling with the, the addiction I joined the program in July I think so I've been blazing blazing the the, Blazing the, the trail, path, again. the yep. trail. Let's go. Let's go. With, uh, with that, um, but oh, dude, because Satan comes hard after the mesh. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, it's crazy. It's crazy. So you're not, and, and, you're not alone in that. Yeah, of course. And I and I want to come back to that. Maybe a little. And I'm maybe not right now, but to Ethan and I's relationship since mm. I've been coming home, because that's something that's super important as well. But I have been able to confide in some of my my good friends, and something that. I think it's so important when you're confiding in someone that you care about is to let them know I don't expect you to fix this. Like I'm not telling you this because I desperately need you to do something that will save me, you know. Hmm. It's more like this is something that I know will help me to overcome it and letting them know like I believe I'm telling you this because I believe you can be a tool in God's hands. You can be a minister to me, but it's not all on your shoulders, you know? Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I, I think that's especially huge for our moms. Yes. Um, I think one thing that my mom totally struggled with when I confided in her about my addiction is she was like, this is on me. If he doesn't get better or if he doesn't make progress, it's like, what am I doing wrong? And like all of you that are listening that are in a supporting role right now, this is not your fight. Like you are, you are part of the team. You get to be in the huddle, but you cannot carry the ball. That is for those that are in recovery and seeking it. Like that's, that's their unique mortal challenge. And your unique mortal challenge 
is you get to be on the sideline and cheer and call in plays and, and be the biggest fan that you can be. And as much as you want to run on the field and carry the ball, you can't do it. Mm. You can't do it. And it's, you're not supposed to. You're not either. supposed to. Yeah. That is such, that is so much wisdom. Jacob, thank you for sharing that. Because that's something that maybe we don't talk about enough. Well, and in like fashion, those of you that are seeking recovery, that are the addicted, you got to run the ball. You've got to take ownership for your life. Hmm. You've got to make a play. You've got to get up and get off your couch and do something about it. And if you're listening to the pod, hopefully you are. Right. But if you're looking to make the next step, be like Jacob, be like Ethan, and, and take ownership for your mortality and realize, I need help. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to do what's required in recovery. Yeah. We also see a lot of guys come through group that love the social aspect on a Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday night, whenever it is they come, and the between Wednesday stuff. Hmm. Are you writing? Are you doing your manpower? Are you working closely with with other guys in the group? Are you texting people each day? Yeah, you got to do those things. Yeah, you know, that's so huge. What's been the response from people when you as that? What's, I'd be curious to hear what they, they say. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I've been very blessed to have incredible people placed in my life. I, um, some of my best friends from high school I've, and, and that I've made now in college have been just, even though I haven't asked them to be and even though it hasn't been their like, given role for me, they have been saving graces for sure um and it isn't even doesn't even have to be like oh okay like you gotta like keep up on me i need you to like be texting me every day like spiritual quotes and scriptures and stuff a lot of the times it's just for me it's just been i am owning that this is my fight this is who i am you know and like oh like a lot of times we treat pornography addiction and and sexual misconduct as um, untouchable sins, you know, and and I think a lot about sins that are more more discussed, like like pride that is present in, in everyone in some way or shape or form, you know, and, and I think like why should I be shameful that this trial is the one that God gave me to become more like him. Ooh. And just like like why should I because that's really how I've come to see it. So I mean when telling people, when confiding in, in them, it's not it should not it should never be a shameful experience of like I just wanted to let you know I'm not the person that you think I am, you know, I just want to let you know, like I'm failing in this. It should be, I want to let you know that God gave me this trial to help me become more like him because that's, that's what it is. That's all it is. That's all trials are. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm the perfect example of this in any way, but I've learned little by little that we should own that we should own this trial because that's owning Satan, honestly. Oh, dude, that, that I love that you said that right there, because that ultimately it takes away such a key tool in Satan's tool belt, which is shame. 
and isolation. And you are, you're just throwing that right out there. Like that doesn't work anymore. That's not, you can't use that on me anymore, dude. Like I'm, I am. And what you've, what you've just said to Jacob is I am not the addiction. I'm not this pro that's not who mm-hmm. I am. It's totally disconnected from your identity. And I want to ask the two of you now, like once you introduced that common link in your relationship, in your brotherhood, <laughs> like as soon as you both knew, oh, we're, we're both, you know, recovering pornography addicts, how did that change the dynamic of your relationship? Because I've, I've talked on the pod before when I, when I told my mom about this, that was then all that we talked about and it really hurt our relationship because she was like the porn police for me. And I was like, mom, like the only time you want to talk is to see like, how are you doing? You know? And, and like, she just didn't know any better. And we've come a long way since then, but I want to know if that was a similar thing for you guys or if it was a, I don't know, just tell me how your relationship changed as a result. I think like, like Jacob said, it's a little hard to remember back then. Cause it was, it was a while ago. But um, I think as far as I remember for, um, for a little while, if I remember correctly, we didn't do a ton about it, which is almost the other the other extreme where it's like, um, like Wes, you talked about how you and your mom, that was all you talked about. But I feel like me and Jacob, um, we didn't really talk about it a ton. I mean, we checked in a, a couple times, but at first there wasn't really much that we did about it. But um, like you talked about, since coming home from his mission, um, we've been involved in it together a lot more. Like, while he was gone, I certainly came through a lot of development um, on my own, fighting that um, back at home, talking to more friends and trying to trying different things, like more actively seeking recovery. And I think since since Jacob's gone, gotten back, um, and knowing that he's he struggled with it again, I I feel like that time while he was away I gained a lot of tools that allowed us to work through it better to work better through it together yeah um like for example we uh we were accountable to each other frequently um while I still use a phone (laughs) before I was a missionary um yeah because I don't have a phone anymore right but we would we would text each other often sorry ladies (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah gotta wait a few more years ladies yeah yeah, we would we would text each other, um, like you know, just a simple thumbs up or thumbs down. And if one of us sent a thumbs down, then um, then it's just texting back, like, okay, what now? What's your what's your lost battle analysis? What are you gonna do about it? Um, how can you become stronger from this? Is there any way I can support you? Just asking those questions, and I really think one of the most important things is being accountable and after you've been accountable it's how can you support each other in more ways it's like what do you need at that moment and it also like like i mentioned lost battle analyses um it can give you somebody to kind of bounce ideas off of like some of the things jacob's told me i've shared with him some ideas like this is what i did that really helped me like for example not taking my phone downstairs and not taking it into the bathroom was a huge thing for me. And I've shared that with Jacob. It's like one of the things that has helped me and might be able to help him. So 
I think, yeah, accountability for sure is a big way. I love that though. Like you're, you're sharing tactics and strategies, stuff that, you know, Jacob maybe he's not even thought about and that, you know, that push and pull goes both ways, man. So cool. So cool. Man. Anything you'd add to that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as our relationship and on how it's changed, it's made all the difference. I mean, mm. Ethan and I like are, are very different people. We have different interests. We have different personality types. He's we're we're, we're different. We're very different. <laughs> I was just going to say Ethan is just like way better than I am. But then I was like, Jacob, you're okay too. <laughs> Anyways, but Really, like, I think that this gave us some common ground to build a strong relationship off of, even if it wasn't talking every every day about it, you know. And in those months that I was leaving, there was not a ton of, com- of conversation or communication because I think partly because we just didn't really know how to. Neither of us had been in the program before, you know. And, and But I, I do remember that while I was on my mission, I remember... Ethan sent me an email and he was like, Jacob, like, I joined this program that dad helped me find called Sons of Helaman. And he told me about manpower. I remember I took my little Canon camera and I took a picture of the computer screen because I was like, that is so cool. Like manpower, like such a cool little acronym, you know, with like goals and stuff. And I was and he was and he told me, like, this is what I'm doing. This is the program. We do these things called flagpoles. We do drills. I have brothers there. It's a community. And he told me about that. And just awesome, you know. And since, and I guess, like, on my mission, like, I was, one of my biggest reasons for fighting was for Ethan. I, that was that was one of my reasons for fighting because I'm not going to pretend that or lie that the temptations didn't go away while I was on my mission. It was a fight and a fight that I lost sometimes, but I was able to work with my mission president and, and luckily I was able to keep having that amazing experience as a missionary. But I mean, as we were working on it, you know, I would think like I need to be strong for Ethan, you know, um, and it's just been incredible to see how since I've been home for my mission, I came home and it was like, okay, Jacob, be strong for Ethan. And then the roles have just been flipped. I'm, and that's not a bad thing. It's, it's a blessing for me that Ethan has, is, is so strong in the program. He's the reason I joined the program. I mean, I, I got, I, when I got home, I'd been struggling for several months and I was doing manpower. I was listening to the podcast, but he was the one that that encouraged me to join the program, and not just the program, but with other things. He encouraged me. I was dating a girl at the time, and he encouraged me to to talk to her about it, which I did. Great experience. Um, so, as far as our relationship, it's it's. It's built around not pornography, but it's built around the the trust and the camaraderie that we have 
over fighting Satan, you know, and, and, and just since I've been home, like it's it really just in my mind flipped like Satan, like Ethan has been, <laughs> yikes, <laughs> Ethan, he's just been like, our relationship has been so good and I'm, I'm grateful for the trial that we both have because it's brought us together. You guys are so B.A. That's all my thoughts. That, all I can think of is I wish I had the, the strength and fortitude to share my experience with my brothers when I was a lot younger. To think of the, the pain and heartache and years of lost battles that I didn't need to have if I was just humble enough to, to do that. You guys are are incredible examples. Hundred percent. And anyone out there listening, I mean, I guess you guys could maybe speak to this better than I could. But man, do that, right? Like, I guess what would you recommend? Um, you've already said a lot of positive things about how it's changed your relationship. But obviously, would you would you make the recommendation? Hey, tell your sibling. Or tell, uh, yes. <laughs> go ahead. Do it. And I know it's so hard, and and w- but it's so worth it. One of the lies Satan's going to tell you too, especially if you have a sibling close in your age, is they're going to say, you know what? Wait for them to tell you first, or or wait for them to ask. I think that's a huge part, especially when it's when it's initial confession. Yeah. Like Jacob told the story about the first time he told his bishop, and Ethan, you told us like when you told your dad. Um, Satan is going to tell you. I know that's one of the lies he'll tell you is. Hey, someone else will ask. And when they ask, then you can tell. Nope. Nope. Because what that does, and like a lot of Satan's lies have the same DNA to it, is it takes the onus off of you. And you no longer have to be responsible. Okay? Yep. There's nothing cooler and nothing more empowering in your recovery than taking responsibility. And when you when you own it, like how Jacob so eloquently said, when you own what you're doing, yep, and, and you, accountability, like Ethan said, yes. right, just like just 100 percent committed to having accountability, yep, being accountable to someone else, yep, it's huge. No matter what, good, bad, ugly, yep, Spencer, no matter what, <laughs> it's gonna be. But you make the first move. Yeah, you be the catalyst. You be the first domino. You make that decision. And right now, the spirit is telling you who you can tell. Or telling you to, to go about um, telling your, your sibling, telling your brother or your sister. And Satan's going to say, hey, yeah, you should tell him, but tell him Tuesday night. Or tell him Wednesday. You guys, I'm here to tell you tomorrow is never. Tomorrow is never. You've got to do it now. There's never going to be a perfect time. Yeah, just do it. Just do it, you guys. Like, think about... Um, Spence is wearing a Nike t-shirt right now, or a sweater. Just do it. Just, Just do, it. do it. Was that what I was saying? Yeah, that's what I, you were saying. I was dying inside. I was like, this is too perfect. This is too perfect. Yeah, I have to. But the contract I have with yeah, Nike, they, right. they say, yeah, you got to say it. Uh-huh. You got to say the slogan a bunch. So I actually have to say it two more times before this episode ends um, to hit my quota. Right. So right. just do it. Just do it. Just do that. Just do it. <laughs> Guys, you're amazing. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for sharing your experience. And I, I just like can't help but think there's so many s- people out there listening to this 
that are going to take courage from your experience and how your relationship has become better because of this. Because I think one of the fears, too, is that it's going to make it worse somehow or it's going to ruin our relationship or it's going to... And just taking this, your experience from this is going to be so huge. Um, anything else you guys would say from... Is there anything that we've missed? I'm trying to think. Anything we've missed from what you guys, from your experience? I would mention one thing. Um, like, I, I know not everybody is going to be in the same situation that me and Jacob are in. Like, um, we're pretty close in age. We have... I would say a relatively good family situation, but I understand that not everybody is going to have that. But I would just say that the principles still apply because even if you don't have like a parent who can, or a sibling who can be supportive in the same way, um, I know that there are still people in, in your life who can, who can do that. Um, mentors or friends. Um, I know I have one, one friend that is like, a sister to me she's like my honorary big sister um and i i talked to her about it and while jacob was on his mission i couldn't really like text him every day and she was someone who i was accountable to um and she was a fantastic help to me not not related um but just still like yeah not not family but still that same kind of idea and yeah, so I, I would say just if you don't have someone in your family that you feel you could talk to about this, um, if you don't have an ideal family situation, try to find somebody who could be like that, somebody else in your life that God is preparing to be your teammate. Mm, I love that. The principle still applies. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love it. Okay, boys. I do have something oh, that yeah. I would like to add real please, quick. Please, please. I, I just wanted to say that... Um, In, in the fight against pornography, I think that Satan is is losing. I think he's, I mean, he's losing. And in that, I mean that in the way that more people are coming to the realization of the dangers of pornography in the world. There are programs out there like Fight the New Drug, for example, that are bringing things to light with pornography. And... I just would like to encourage everyone to be a an activist in the in the issue because we need we need them. I mm. would and if if you don't think that you can be you can be if you are struggling with pornography the key is connection. It really is connection to other of God's kindred. Mm. That's it's it's the key. It it has been for me at least, and I'd just like to encourage everyone to be courageous in talking about the difficult topic of pornography because it does get easier. And if you are not struggling with pornography, please be willing to listen and not necessarily fix the problem, but listen. And spread the word about the dangers of pornography because, really, it does get it does get easier. I've I've told a lot of people, and I'm and I'm not saying that you should shout it from the rooftops, but God gives us special people in our lives for this reason to to fight against Satan. And um, I just I know, I know that as 
as we make the difficult and, and uncomfortable and inconvenient sometimes choice to to be vulnerable and to and to talk about the hard subjects i i know satan will continue to lose and we all we all can be activists in that so let's go out and punch this this sucker right in the jaw love it that was so dope dude yes come join the ranks like let's do this let's freaking do this okay i think we should end with uh some why you guys fight Mm. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I Wes, would. Weston? I would. In fact, I'm going to ask Ethan right now. Elder Ethan, tell me, why do you fight? Why won't you give up? I fight because I want to be an example of Jesus Christ at all times and in all places. Um, I mean, I, I have his name right here. Uh, it's an Icelandic, but it's the same name. It means the same thing. Um, and I fight because I have a vision of who I want to be and become as a person. And pornography stops me stops me from reaching that. I don't want to be somebody who um, who doesn't care about the problem. Even if I still have slip-ups, I want to be someone who is always fighting and somebody who will be a protector of true manhood, God's manhood, and true womanhood um, and not fall for Satan's counterfeits. I want to be somebody who can help others find Christ and see his love and be a protector of of everybody. And really, I think that is like Christ. When I see that vision of who I want to be, it's I want to be like Christ. He's our perfect example. He atoned for us. He died for us. And I know that he is there helping us every step of the way. He didn't give us his atonement to say, here's the atonement, and now it's your job to to get there. I mean, of course, it is our job to get there, but he's going to help us get there. He's there every step of the way. At no point in this does Christ say we have to do it alone. At no point ever. He is always there with us. And I I just love that. I, I love Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I fight because I want to be like Christ and I want to be able to um, become like him and live with our Father in Heaven again. That's my boy right there. <laughs> That's your bro, dude. Oh my gosh. All right, Jacob. What about you, my friend? Why do you fight? Why won't you give up? Man, I wish I could. I could explain how I feel about the fight in words, but alas, I cannot. Um, but I, I fight because Jesus Christ fought, and I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm a warrior, and he has asked me to fight against all iniquity, all wickedness, all sin, and so I will because I trust in him. I fight to connect with people. I fight because it's who I am. I fight because this trial has been has been given to me by God, I know, with the purpose of helping me to become the person I need to become. And so if I don't fight, I know that it's impossible for me to become that person. 
and I fight for my future family. I really do, and I know that um, I know that I need to be that person for them. I fight for myself because I want to be happy and I want to feel the spirit. And I am all about growth. I am all about learning and improving. And and I fight because without it, I would not know Jesus Christ. And through the fight, I feel my Savior's love. I feel close to my Heavenly Father. And I won't let them down. <laughs> Man. You guys are so dope. Dude, I... Speechless. Speechless. Yeah, this has been uh, amazing. I feel so fed. I feel yeah. so... I, those warrior cams are just pumping through me right now. This has been a sacred experience for, for me. And I, I appreciate you guys being willing to come here, share your stories with us. And, and for those of you listening... If you want to connect with Ethan and Jacob, um, reach out to us at podcast at lifechangingservices.org. We'll get you in touch with them. Um, if you have any questions for us, same same spot. If you want to tell us your story, same spot. We yeah. love hearing from you guys. And until um, next time, we've loved sharing this, this uh, conversation with you. Love you guys.